0: prayed the way. There is a great phrase that says, I've paved the way. It means to create a situation that makes it possible or easier for something to happen. And given our current collection of problems and taking care of our elderly mother in another country in the midst of COVID and its lockdown, it seemed that this phrase fit every snag I ran into. But then God tapped me on the shoulder and recommended that I see the situation not as paved, but as prayed, reminding me that I need to pray the way to victory. This took me on a journey on the power of prayer. Now I'm not suggesting the old version of name it or claim it or the idea that prayer is what makes God do something on our behalf. Prayer depends upon us only as much as we speak or think as God desires. The answers to those prayers are entirely. in the hands of our Heavenly Father who knows what's best for us and the people or situations we're concerned about. There are no what-ifs with God. Years ago, I was consumed with what-ifs when my father died. What if I'd prayed harder or better? What if the pastor had come to pray for him? What if I'd had more faith? I beat myself up that I'd failed and my ineffectual prayers had cost my father his life. Those kinds of thoughts have become cruel taskmasters as we feel fatally inadequate as Christians. What ifs suggest that without our prayers, God's hand does not move, which is absolutely not true. We weren't praying when he created the universe. We weren't praying when he formed us in our mother's womb. We weren't praying when Jesus died on the cross or rose again. We're dearly mistaken if we believe that our prayers entirely determine the actions of God. Louis Giglio, the founder of the Passion Movement, advises God's purposes and plans will not fail. Before you spend all your prayer time telling him about yours, ask him about his. What a great word. Prayer really is our participation in the plans of God. It's working with him to see his will accomplished. It's surrendering to him our own desires or intentions to see his realized. It's meeting him at the throne of grace, as we're told in Hebrews 4. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. And so therefore we bow our heads and hearts to his perfect plan and speak the words to see his will revealed and realized. According to David Wolpe, Prayer is less about changing the world than it is about changing ourselves. Meeting with God challenges us to take a close look at who we are and what we want. James warns us not to ask with the wrong motives. Sometimes we can become so caught up in how we think God should answer our prayers that we don't see what he's actually wanting to accomplish in us and in the situation. Oswald Chambers, the author of the deeply inspirational devotional, My Outmost for His Heist, tells us the greatest answer to prayer is that I'm brought into perfect understanding with God. And that alters my view of actual things. Praying the will of God has been likened to surfing a wave. We have to be in the water. Our surfboard ready, facing toward shore, prepared for the incoming surge, then we just climb on top of the board and wide the wave into shore. Can you see the similarity to prayer? We ready ourselves to meet with God's power and then work with Him to see His will actualized. The apostle Paul understood this when he wanted to go to a different region to preach the gospel, but the Holy Spirit prevented him from going there, as we read in Acts 16. It was difficult to be delayed, but Paul surrendered to God's will and followed his direction until the Macedonian call came, and he pursued this vision. One scholar informs us that up to that point in history, the gospel had been limited to Asia and many historians credit Paul's heeding the Macedonian call with the spread of Christianity into Europe and the Western world. Not only this, through his work in Macedonia, Lydia is converted, the young female fortune teller is delivered, the jailer and his entire household is saved, And Paul preaches on Mars Hill, the center for the highest court in Greece, an important meeting place where philosophy, religion, and law were discussed. All this happened because Paul prayed for ministry, and God showed him where, when, and how. David Jeremiah, Turning Point Radio founder, says, Prayer is the way you defeat the devil, reach the lost, restore a black slider, strengthen the saints, send out missionaries, cure the sick, accomplish the impossible, and know the will of God. (laughs) But you may say, I'm not praying about preaching or missions. I'm praying about my life and the lives of my loved ones. I'm praying about specific needs that are far beyond my ability to answer or my knowledge to act. The fact that our prayers are centered on issues facing our lives should not daunt us or diminish our earnestness or engagement in prayer. Charles Spurgeon teaches the power of prayer can never be overrated. They who cannot serve God by preaching need not regret. If a person can but pray, he can do anything. He who knows how to overcome with God in prayer has heaven and earth at his disposal. And Cory Tenboon adds that no concern is too small to be ignored by God, for the Lord longs to hear all of our concerns. Jesus, on so many occasions, encourages us to pray. In Matthew 7 7, he tells us, Ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and and the door will be opened in Matthew 11 he beseeches us come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest in Psalm 50 15 the Lord offers call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and in Jeremiah 29:12, God simply says in those days when you pray I will listen He does not say, if you say the right words, if you face in a certain direction or fold your hands reverently or use candles or beads or study a picture or statue, prayer is not a recipe requiring certain ingredients in a specific order or amount. That does not mean it doesn't involve a willing, humble heart, a repentant, sincere attitude. It certainly does. Prayer is a moment when we are connecting with the Almighty God, the God of the universe, who alone can accomplish almighty works beyond questioning or imagining, as it says in Ephesians 3.20. Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work in us, can accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And why does God listen? Oswald Chambers offers that our prayers are heard, not because we are earnest, not because we suffer, but because Jesus suffered. Thus, there's no better prayer than the one Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. As we see, it begins with a prayer of acknowledgement of God as our Father, a relationship of intimacy and reverence, followed by a prayer of praise in which we worship His holy name. Then comes the prayer of request, asking for our daily needs to be met. This is followed by confession to forgive our sins, and then a prayer of reconciliation in which we forgive those who have hurt or harmed us. Finally, we see a prayer of spiritual warfare. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, which Paul references in Ephesians 6, in which we learn how to effectively battle our enemy, the devil. It's no wonder we've been encouraged to memorize this prayer since early childhood. And if life is too much and we are at a loss for words, Paul advises that the Holy Spirit himself will fill the gap. The Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. That may be why St. Francis de Sales explains those who pray from the heart. Do not think about the prayer they are saying, but about the God to whom they pray. So as we lift our hearts and our hands in prayer, let us remember that God wants us to talk with him, reach out to him with praise and petition in order to receive revelation as Daniel did in Daniel 3, 7, and 10, or strategy like Jehoshaphat did in 2 Chronicles 20, or answers to family needs like Hannah did in 1 Samuel 1 and 2, or receive healing like King Hezekiah did in 2 Kings 20. No wonder we are told, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Thus, let us pursue God and listen. His words will soothe, inspire, direct, and enlighten us. And then we can await the wonders that his holy word will bring to our souls. God bless you, beloved. God bless you.